Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to Pink Shade. It's Mary Payne here. I just forgot what I was supposed to say. Like, I, I don't know. I, I'm looking at Kimberly's beautiful face and it just like threw me off. <laughs> it's Mary Payne here. I've got Kimberly uh, from A Date with Dateline and we're going to talk about life after lockup. What's going on, Kimberly? Welcome back. I do have that effect on people mm-hmm. <laughs> because of my beautiful face. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's I've done that with you before. Where I'm just like, hey, here's a podcast. We're gonna do one. It's uh, Kimberly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing? I'm so excited to be back. Did you like that I was um, live texting you during Friday's uh, Dateline episode to ask you all your opinions? I'm sure. I, first of all, I don't know if you watch it like in real time, like I do. But also, well, no, you're, you're three hours. Post. You're three so you're hours fully post. spoiling things for me. Okay. You're like, oh, can you believe that killer? I'm like, thanks, Mary Payne. Appreciate I know. It. I'm so sorry. No, it's fine. Um, no, I love it because I get your opinion before on if it's a good episode or not. I'm like, Mary Payne thinks this one's crazy. Okay, we're going to mm. do it. I thought it was really a good one, but then I was like, mm, there, there's like alleged child abuse, so I don't know if yeah, we'll do it. Yeah, there's lots of dark stuff. So what we did, we just recorded last night. We just brushed right over that. Mm, okay, just brush right past that part. Mm -hmm. I don't understand the question and I won't respond to it. So we just did not address it. We just said, we're skipping it. But I did say at the beginning, all the trigger warnings for this date line. Mm -hmm. Just like just everyone that you've ever heard of. Just go ahead. If you are bothered by animals being hurt, if you're by child abuse, uh, everything, if you are bothered by like pineapple on pizza, this is a trigger heavy episode. Mm. Are people bothered by pineapple on pizza? Oh my God, I got in so much trouble last year for that. Why? I didn't realize it was so polarizing. Because you like it or you don't either. like it. I don't like it. I hate pineapple, but it's if you like it, it's fine. But people, wow. It was like dividing our country even further. <laughs> well, um, you know, I do enjoy a Hawaiian pizza. Mm-hmm. So you are on that side. Yeah, but I would never in my life ever buy or eat pineapple for any other reason. It has to be Mm -hmm. a tiny little piece on a Hawaiian pizza with the prosciutto or the ham or whatnot. Interesting. But I wouldn't eat pineapple just as a standalone. Mm -mm. Gotcha. If someone sent you an edible arrangement and it had pineapple on it, you wouldn't eat the pineapple. Mm -mm. I would take it right down the street to my friend Mary because... um, a lot of times we'll get like HelloFresh or something and we don't have time to eat it because we're going out of town. And I just walk it right down to their house and they're very I excited. That. I love that. They're very excited about it. Um, yeah, no, pineapple on pizza would not be like, okay, I can't wait to get a pizza. I'm going to get pepperoni, sausage, and pineapple and green peppers. No, never would happen. Mm-hmm. So people were mad at you for saying that pineapple on a pizza is a bad thing. Yeah. No, well, I wasn't even saying that. I was just saying... I don't know what I said, but it bothered people. I always bother people. It's fine. I'm used to it. 
Well, but on Date with Dateline. This last episode confirmed my theory about neck tattoos and face tattoos. Just about to ask you that. Yeah. Um, there was a indication. lot of mm-hmm, indication of what's to come. So the one on his face that said stuff that was a giant. Yeah. So first I looked at it and I was like, it says staff, like he has a staff infection. And then I said, <laughs> it says like step, like step out of the way. And then I realized it said stuff. Yeah. But it was huge so i wonder i'm thinking what he did first was he put stuff under his eye and then when she broke up with him he circled it with a the world's biggest tear coming down his face that's possible Mm -hmm. katie thought it was supposed to be like the kind where it looks like your skin is peeling away and the writing was underneath but Mm -hmm. it was just done so poorly that it looked like i don't know like melting glue or something on his face Mm -hmm. but we had questions about who Steph was because there's a Stephanie that was kind of important to the story and if that is the Steph that is on his face then we have even further questions okay Stephanie was not the high school girlfriend her name was something else Kayla Mm -hmm. Stephanie was the husband and wife that took him in and he Uh was living with them and she testified for him and stuff and also, Katie mm. noticed, which I didn't notice, their last name is tattooed on his neck. Mm. So why is he so close to these people? Mm. Maybe they're the only people that ever loved him. Yeah, I don't buy that. I don't either. Well, I can't wait to hear. So when, do, when does your episode come out exactly? Wednesday. Wednesday. Okay, that's what I thought. So you record. Okay. Well, I'll be listening on Wednesday because I watched that episode from beginning to end, as you know, as I was spoiling it for you. I won't do that next week. No, it's fine. Next week I'll be in New York, so I won't be watching it, but um, I will be recording it. Um, Here's something exciting that happened to me today. Um, My husband and I went and got our COVID booster and our flu shot, just like we're just going to do it all. Just going to see see which one's going to take us down first. Like crap, just Mm -hmm. double it. Yeah. May as well do it all at once. So we did that. And as we were leaving, my husband said something about the Powerball, of which I know nothing about Powerball. And um, he, he said, oh, God, we, we went 150 million. I said, well, let me look. I said, it says 150 million, but take home would be 109. And he said, well, I think that's if you do like, if you get the whole payout, you would get mm-hmm. 109, but 151 yeah. is if you take it over 20 years. So then we went into, as you do, a big discussion of exactly what we would buy. Mm-hmm. And then he went into a tax conversation about how much you can legally like give your children without getting tax penalties, of which... I didn't know because I was only thinking about myself. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, you know what? If we did win that money, you could get an apartment in New York City because that's all I do is look at New York City apartments all day. <laughs> and he goes, I go, you know what? I don't want a big one. I just want like a one bedroom, one bath. I just want a good location. And he goes, you know what? We have $150 million. Get yourself a two bedroom, two bath. Oh, what a gem. He's and a I- gem. Yeah. So we just went, we just stopped at a 7-Eleven. Neither one of us have ever in our life played the lottery. So this, this this was the two dumb and dumber. We walked in, we went over to the machine and we looked at it. And then we pulled the pieces of paper out that you write your numbers on. And then we went up to the lady at the front and said, we want to play the Powerball. And she just goes, okay, how many tickets? And we were like 10, like we, (gasps) we, it's $2. So we're like, we have $20. We could do it. Yeah. So she did, she would, she spit the numbers out and I was like, oh, we don't get to pick. She was like, well, that's something else. We're like, well, we did. Okay. We'll take it. We'll take it. So we took it and we walked out and I put it on the fridge and I was like, I feel it. I feel it. 
I'm so excited. Here's if I can give you any advice yeah. as a true crime connoisseur. Okay. Do not tell people that you won the lottery. You will be okay. murdered. So, okay. Or all of your relatives will come out of the woodwork asking for money. So you don't want to pose on the news with a giant check. Mm-hmm. You're going to get – and if, if anyone saw the Nick Cage movie, uh, it could happen to you. Okay. No. Um, you're, it's just – it's a recipe for disaster. Keep that a secret. Well, don't you know, tell people you have the apartment in New York. Well, see, I told my husband, I said, you know, if we win, you don't tell people right away because you get your ducks in a row with, like, your legal and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, then you, and then you can choose not to – say your name or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he goes, well, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? I go, because then people would like come to your house and, and try to steal all your money. He goes, we wouldn't yep. keep it at the house. I was like, you're not getting the point. No, you're not getting the point. No. Some of uh, our kids, thug friends would come after us because then they would want to kill us. So then our kids would have all the money and then they could hang out at our house. Bingo. Mm-hmm. Yep. Seen it happen a million times. Okay. Well, or if I, once. whatever, if- but- <laughs> If I win, I won't tell. I, I'll tell you. No, I won't. Yes. No, I will. I will tell you. I'm trustworthy. I won't beg you for money. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Yes. Since you're co-hosting with me for free, I appreciate that. <laughs> you're going to start being like, every time I co-host, it's $700. <laughs> I know you have that money, girl. That's my going rate. Yeah. I, I pointed to the first one because it has my lucky number at the end as the Powerball number. And I go, this is the winner right here. The top one. And the lady just looked up at me like, okay, get out of here. <laughs> and then I go, so when we win, we come back here. Is that what we do? We come back here. And she goes, she just looked at me and she goes, yeah, Powerball is Monday. You come back here Tuesday with your winnings. I go, okay. So we just bring it here to get our millions. She just looked at me like, get out of here. You <laughs> yeah. Dummy. We keep the millions here. Yeah. My, my husband's like, there are people in line behind us. Like This is so <laughs> this is embarrassing. Oh my God. We just did a double date with a guy who won the lottery and spoiler alert, was murdered. Uh, but he used his winnings to give to all his relatives and to open a gourmet popcorn shop. So well, that, he, that's always an option. Well, but that was nice. That was nice that he did that. Yeah, but then he got murdered. Because he was a millionaire and somebody wanted his money? Yep. I don't I don't like that. I, I mean, okay, you're right. I'm not going to tell anybody. I'll just tell, I'll tell you. I'll tell Katie. I'll tell Bunky Amy. I'll tell Aaron. And I'm going to tell my friend Ingrid. That's it. Oh, okay. my friend. And Mary. I got to tell Mary. Okay. She'll no, she'll notice when we move. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when we pack up. And I said to my husband, I go, all I want is somebody to come in and make meals for me. I don't want them to live with me or like be in my house. I want them right, to make, right. make, make the meals yeah. and, then leave, and then leave them there for us to eat later. Yeah. I love that idea. A private um, chef, but you don't actually have to hang out with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our house isn't so that we I could avoid that person. I would they right. would be right up in my business. Yeah. Oh Lord. Then my husband said, Oh, that's your job because you're the woman and you should be cooking. I said, Well, you're the man and you should be power washing our house. So why aren't you doing that? Because <laughs> <laughs> our house is filthy. <laughs> and you guys, that's how my afternoon went. Um anything exciting happening over there in California? Uh no. Oh. Okay. It's like it's gonna be ninety degrees this weekend. Um, so, looking forward to that. You've got to be kidding. I was just like, full, no, I'm the, not kidding. The high today was like 53. Ugh, I'm so jealous. I hate this heat. It was glorious. I sat on my porch with a blanket, like my screen porch with a blanket and read my Dave Quinn, life is an all diamonds and rosé book. Mm. I love that. It was really, it was, well, it's because, um, Doug Buden and I 
is he's gonna uh, come on the Patreon to go over the book with me, and I am I don't know what it what it transfers to page wise, but Kindle wise, I'm at twenty four percent. And I've yeah, got it. Oh, I always, <laughs> yeah, I just read a book for a book club thing and it was the percentage. And I was like, when did I find out who the killer was? It was at 90%. Okay. Yeah, because people will go around page three. And I'm like, I don't yeah. know what you mean about pages. Yeah. So, yeah, I am at 24%, which means I've got a lot to do between now and Thursday. So yeah. I, I sat and read a book like a like a real bookworm. What book, did, what book did you just read? Um, it's called Beast in View and it's a classic true crime not true crime, uh, like detective fiction, yeah. murder, mystery type thing. It was very good. And that was for Toby right. Ball's book club uh, for Crime Writers On, Patreon, I think. Oh, Crime Writers On. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I tried, yeah. to, I tried to get them on and I think they said no. Oh. Paid in the pod back in the day, guys. A lot of people came on. A lot of people rejected me. That's okay. <laughs> that's how on. you came on. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. Okay, let's get into, speaking of crime, let's get into Life After Lockup. This week's episode was called Confessions of a Serial Liar, which, of course, I read it as Confessions of a Serial Killer Mm -hmm. more than once, and then I realized, okay, this is where my brain goes. To go back to the dateline, we did have a comment from one of our listeners, Anna, who said, are we going to see... I'm not going to say the person's name in case you haven't watched it. Yeah. And Steph on Love After Lockup, because that would be amazing. Right. Because she would be like his mommy figure that, okay. Hmm. Mm-hmm. But they never have like murderers on Love After Lockup. It's always fun crimes. No. The, yeah. Super fun. The person that uh, we're going to talk about first is in fact, it, it was in fact a involuntary manslaughter. And that's oh, Sarah. That's true. That's and that's true. Sarah. Yeah. Uh, she might be, the, we've had maiming, but we've never had actual murder. Sarah, oh. Sarah's the first one. We've had um, Sean, no, Shane of Shane, Shishwain, <laughs> and Lacey, he he maimed someone, like took an, <gasps> took an eye out or something. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's kind of And violent. that really turned her on. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Remember she went to meet him in her slippers. Um, <laughs> okay, all right, Sean and Sarah, let's talk about them. Speaking of. I can never remember that that's her name. Like Sarah. Every time you say Sarah, I'm like, who's Sarah? She's that little petite little girl. Yeah, There's she little... doesn't register to me as a Sarah. Yeah, she wears a lot of pancake makeup. So mm-hmm. we start with Sean arranging a picnic. His picnic includes a blanket, some roses, champagne, an already opened bag of chocolates, ears of corn, and Easter basket grass. Now, he tried. He did. I was so confused. Um, mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. also shrimp mm-hmm. on the same plate as cheese. It's like a charcuterie board, but with shrimp. Is mm-hmm. that a thing? No. It's disgusting. Okay. It's disgusting. And then he feeds her the shrimp, and it's, like, sensual, and it was gross. Mm-hmm. Now now they have to make out, and they've got shrimp breath. shrimp breath. Yeah. So he says, you know, she's coming over for the weekend. He's so excited. Like, you know, hope she's going to move in, and... She says, you know, this is, this is awkward because it's the first time we've really been alone. And, um, I'm kind of sad to be away from my daughter and, um, they're sitting there and she goes, look at this cute thing. Now what's with the uh, corn? And then he goes through something about the corn symbolizes the cornfield, like for when they were gonna have sex, didn't go to the cornfield. And she was like, you have a lot of stuff going up in that little 
brain of yours, don't you? Or your thoughts in your little head. I was like, no, girl, you couldn't be more wrong. Um, <laughs> uh, so this is when I say he seductively feeds her tartar soaked grocery store frozen shrimp that he thought an hour ago, like in a colander in his sink. Like I was just like, get a bigger plate. Like you can yeah. separate out your yeah, items. The cheese was like touching the shrimp. And the strawberries. Like nothing goes better Ew. than strawberries and shrimp. Can we go back for a second? When yeah. he's cleaning the music, uh-huh. the song that they were playing, it was like a uns, uns, uns. Can't wait to get you in my bed. Can't wait to get you in my bed. <laughs> and then they cut to her walking up talking about she missed her daughter but she's really excited and it's like this is the start of something new like it's all romantic music Can't yeah wait to get you in my bed this is the start of something <laughs> new. it was so good the music choices i uh i did um i did take note of her music which was very elevator music yes. but i didn't notice the juxtaposition with his music <laughs> i wish i would have that's funny i wait to get you in my bed stop <laughs> it's a new hit single so um god if we could only get like a soundtrack of these songs and, oh my god um so i need one for 90 day fiance because then we have like the baby girl lisa song i'll be there like, for you girl. yeah <laughs> so he says um she, she's just like, look, you know, I'm glad I'm here, but you know, I, I, it's hard for me to wait for my daughter or whatever. And he tells her, I won't come between you and nobody. And it's most important for you to stay clean and be there for your daughter. And she's like, you know, he's just so sweet. And even when we kiss, like I, I feel so much between us. It's really amazing. And so he takes her to the bedroom where it appears like candles have been burning for hours. I was like, this is not safe. He lit those candles when it was still daylight. Like, no. And those rose stems on the bed with like thorns, that's going to be painful. I was just like, why didn't he cut those roses? Why didn't he just do like rose petals? Petals. Like, he just like threw them. Yeah. He he, he had a big a trip to the grocery store before this. <laughs> um, so he takes her to the bedroom and she says, you know, she has not been had sex in six years and never had sex sober. And uh, they start to go to pound town and she kicks the cameras out. <laughs> the cameras were there for way too long. Yeah. Like they were stripping, they were yeah. Uh, yeah. grinding. It yeah. was too much and I don't understand. It was condom conversation. Yeah, is mm. that which good for them, safe sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But is this like something in their contract that they have to have the cameras there for way too long before they kick them out? Well, you saw last week with John and Christiana when he like went up under her skirt. We were like, oh okay. My God. We we're like that's people don't do that in real life. Stop. Thanks for reminding. So, so yeah, you're welcome. So um, anyway, they're you know having this like little you know talking head, and she says the sex was really great. He was super gentle, and he says you know she's good at sex. She don't hold nothing back. <laughs> she's good at sex. Um, now this is weird how they put this like how they put it together because. They're seeing them in the talking head, talking about how great right. their sex how was. How great it was. And then they immediately get into a fight. Yeah. yeah. And then they so immediately. When was that talking head done? Yeah. Yeah. You know. Um, you got to have some suspend your disbelief here. We TV is not known for, you know, the timelines being correct. Yeah. So he tells her in the bed, he goes, I have something to tell you. I have six kids. And uh, I just said, fake, fake, fake. And she goes, what else? Just tell me what else. Oh. Uh, I was engaged to another inmate, Destiny. 
And uh, then he says, after that sex, he just felt a stronger connection. So he just wanted to clear the air and be honest. And she's like, ah, so I'm like another guinea pig for you. And you're just fucked up. And you, and, and you freaked out because I hid one kid from you. And I asked you if you did this to any other girls in prison. And you said, no, they have this big fight. And she says, he's not forthcoming about his life in general. And she just thought he was someone else. And she grills him about questions about the timeline with destiny. And he has to say that destiny was the reason he didn't talk to her for a while. And she goes, so I was just a backup plan. Throws this solo cup full of champagne oh, water love, and shrimp at I him. I love that he went all out with the picnic and then stuck to the solo cups. Yeah. Well, it was easy cleanup. Classy. I mean, yeah. Um, and that was it. So I don't know. I felt I felt that uh, 99.9% of this whole thing was fake. I think the only thing that was real was when they were about to go to pound town and they made the crew leave. Yeah, I agree. The fight was very, it's like they were reading their lines and they weren't talking over each other like you say this thing then yes you say this thing yes. and um good, good job it was well acted great job all right let's get into some more acting and that's Brittany and ray <laughs> um okay so she's driving over to his cousin's house just inexplicably still with this hat perched all the way on the back of her head <laughs> and she's all mad and she's saying like oh you know he's gonna be over there with other women and i don't know about his cousin and he has a gps on his phone i was like we all do. It's called find your friend. It's called location <laughs> finder. It's called stalk your children. We all have it. And she walks in. So he, she knocks on this door of this very obvious like Airbnb, I think. And I, can, I always am like looking. And the only thing in this house that I thought looked real was there was boxes of cereal on the top of the fridge. Interesting. Mm-hmm. But everything yeah, else every seems. Every other house feels staged. Feels very staged. Yeah. yeah. Because it looks like no one lives there. At one point, yeah. though, Bink was eating a bag of Doritos, and that felt real. Mm-hmm. That felt real. Yeah. So she walks in and goes, where are the hoes at? And um, he just kind of looks, what? And all the guys are like, hey. And she goes, what are you doing? He goes, we're just talking and chilling and playing dominoes. And she's like, hmm, hmm. She's looking around. She's looking for the girls that are, like, hiding in the backyard, freezing. And <laughs> Cousin Bink. Who was adorable, by the way? Yes. More Cousin Bink. Yes, and, please. And also, would like to know why his name is Bink. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He says, yeah, she just came up in here. That was crazy. But she made it, you know, she made a bad first impression. And she was like, you can't jeopardize your free your freedom and hang out with people. And then she asked Bink and Mike, like, are any of y'all convicted felons? And Mike's like. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> raises his little hand. He goes, me? I am. Yeah, I- I'm sorry. I'm yeah. a felon. Mm-hmm. And he goes, it doesn't matter. Like you have to be, he says, you have to be doing something to get in trouble for the laws to run up on you. So I was like, the laws, is that like the cops? But it's the laws. And I don't think that's true either. I think he's not supposed to hang out with felons in any situation. No, and definitely not put it on television. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. I just and said, I love when she's like, you're a felon. I mean, no offense. <laughs> no offense, but he can't be around you. And you actually probably you shouldn't be around him either. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was like, okay, all right, you're, you know, you're acting crazy. You should go home. So he sends her home. He's like, you're not going to come with me right now. And he goes, no, I mean, he's holding like an unlit cigar, like the whole thing. So he goes back in and sits down to talk to Bink and Mike. And that's when Bink has uh, broken out the Doritos. And, they, and they're like, you know, man, you got to, you know, she's ride or die for you. She is just being protective. He's like, yeah, but she's got to come in here acting crazy and stuff. 
So he goes home and they had this dumb fight and he says, you know, if you trusted me, you wouldn't just pop up on me. And she goes, if you respected me, then you would answer the phone and then I wouldn't have to pop up on you. And then he says, you act like we were up in the club. We were just sitting in the house and nothing was going on. And she says, you have a lot, lot to lose. And I'm one of these things. Trust is earned, my friend. And then she throws What's a blanket. Trust is earned. He hasn't done anything wrong since he's been out. He has been perfect. He cooks. He cleans. Yep. What He got a job. Mm-hmm. What's the problem? Also, she needs to get rid of that word art that says, like, eat and laugh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because it's just a slap in the face when you see them arguing. And then behind him, it says laugh. Mm-hmm. And they're just, like, want to kill each other. Yeah. It's a lot of word art. She really, really... Um, well, remember before he even came home, she had put, like, B and R on the, on the wall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She had to probably look to a lot of home goods to find that ampersand. Like, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. Mm-hmm. She went you've to heard, Hobby Lobby. Let's be real. You've heard about those pe- <laughs> those people that stalk the home goods all day for that um, certain kind of pottery and stuff. It's called Ray, R-A-E something. And the stories on TikTok are hilarious. The people that work at home goods and these ladies just come in and follow them around all day thinking that they're hiding the certain kind of pottery. Are you serious? It's like a, the LuLaRoe, like when you find you want your unicorn mm-hmm. leggings. Yeah. So when you go into HomeGoods. I didn't know about this at all. And it's all beige with black thin lettering. And it'll say like uh, dog bowl or um, sugar, flour, oh or or it's like a, you know, I mean, it's literally, you, every time you go to HomeGoods, you see it. And it's Why called. Why do people feel the need to put signs up that say what that thing is? Like a sign over your TV that says TV. I don't know. But this, there are certain things in this Ray, whatever it's called, um, collection that are unicorns that you can't find. So all these women do, like people will show pictures of them standing outside of home goods like, before it opens up. Then they follow the home goods people around all day long. Like, and, and when are you bringing stuff out of the back? They're like, we didn't get a shipment. We're not bringing anything out. It's really funny. I love it. I'm going to send you one TikTok of it and then... I'll see you in six hours because you'll do a deep dive. I'm so excited. Yeah. But all the people that like, I'm just trying to work. And these ladies are following around, accusing me of hiding <laughs> ugly pottery in the back of the store. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Okay. So like the dog bowl will say like, woof. You know? uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So the next morning, although most of uh, the Pink Shade listeners 100% do not like her and think she acted nuts. I understood her point because he wouldn't answer his phone. She didn't know about the cousin. If, if we're assuming this is a real storyline, okay, let's just suspend belief for a second. So um, if she, if this was really true and she really didn't know where he was and she really had never met his cousin, yes, she had the right to sort of look for him because she is trying to protect him. Mm-hmm. But people, listeners really don't enjoy her. They think she's very overbearing. I, I know. I agree. You, um, you agree you agree that she's overbearing? But I do think he was kind of shady about this from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like being very shady about his cousin. Like why couldn't she meet him? And like he was just making it seem like it was some something secret. So I feel like he sort of planted that seed. And then she is now totally overreacting for television or because she's crazy. But I, yeah, I do think he was weird about it. I think also he's just like, can a guy just go play dominoes and eat Doritos with his cousin? Like, can yeah. I, can I just have an afternoon for me? Yeah. You know? 
So the next morning, he brings her flowers and breakfast in bed. And now I, I, because I had to rewind this a couple of times, because I was really, really looking at their headboard, because in the next um, couple, we get Lacey and Shane, they seem to have the same headboard. So I was doing a lot of back and forth, looking at the headboards to see if they were the same. They're not the same. They're very similar. Oh. So what I noticed was um, Ray looked like he was carrying like a cute little breakfast tray, but in fact, it was like a um, casserole dish yeah I so too. <laughs> but it does have sides on it which mm -hmm. i feel like it's helpful in case those orange juices spill over or something yeah yeah he, he was you know he's he's resourceful so he brings her flowers and breakfast in bed now she's sitting there like full makeup eyelashes oh my God, everything. 12 pounds of eyelashes mm -hmm. and eyeshadow yes. yes that's how you sleep and um she says okay um thank you very much and she goes you know, i just want to tell you about last night like i do think I probably overreacted, but you just have to always pick up your phone. Like you should pick up your phone. And he goes, I, that was a mistake. I won't make that mistake again, but you did look crazy. Mm -hmm. And she was like, yeah, she he probably thinks I'm crazy now. And he says, you know, my cousin Bink would never put me in a bad situation. And uh, she goes, yeah, but that guy, Mike was there and that's in a violation. He says, I will never put myself in a bad situation. Like, I don't want to go back. She's like, you made it through prison, the halfway house, home confinement, and you got a job. Mm -hmm. So you do have to watch what you're doing. You do have to see, watch who you're around with. Like you've made it so far. And, you know, we're just on the route, you know, on the right road for my mom to accept you. And he goes, yeah, that's a, it's a lot, a lot of pressure there. That yeah. thing with your mom, it's a lot of pressure. Now, also what I noticed when on my back and forth was his watch was on the bedside table. So I think he slept in there. I don't, I don't think he slept on the couch. Interesting. They're lying to us. Mm, that's what I'm telling you. How dare they? It's not I've true. Shook it. <laughs> I know. Um, and then he says, oh, that whole thing about the paychecks, you know, having to show her my paychecks. And she said, you know, the paychecks are really just a symbol of contributing and being a good man and, you know, being involved in the house. He's like, I don't know about that. Grumble, <laughs> grumble, grumble. <laughs> All right. Next, we go to Lacey and Twain. Now you, were you the one that had never seen Hot John before? Correct. Yeah. What'd you think? He's not hot to me. Okay. All right. Let's, let's rewind. Or he has let himself go. Okay. That's what I was going to say. Now you could see in his talking heads, that's what he used to look like. And I don't know when they filmed that, but because he's been that same talking head now for like two years. Yeah. So obviously there's quite a time difference between the two. Yeah. Because he seems to have gained some love pounds. We all have. That's no fine. That no fine. shame. Uh, his hair looks better when it's short. Mm-hmm. But do you think compared to Shane, it's yeah, okay for me? He's definitely a step up. For yeah. Sure. I, I could call him Hot John because we're comparing yeah. him to Shane. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's like Hot John with an asterisk at the bottom. Mm. And then, at, and the, then at, the, at the bottom, you put in comparison to Shane. In comparison to Shane. Yeah. Okay. So Lacey acts sneaky as she looks out the window and Swain is cleaning the pool or the grill or so he's out there busying himself while the producers talk to him in the yard to make him stay out there. And she calls hot John who initially I didn't realize it, but when I was rewinding, trying to look at the headboard situation, um, I didn't realize his girlfriend was like in the bed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's why he takes the call outside. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she's like, eee. now, so you got to see her on their first date. What did you think about her when she's like, shh, don't talk. Uh, <laughs> lots of thoughts about her. She sounds just like Lacey. 
Yeah, he has a type. Yeah. Mm. She had so much makeup on. Yeah. Yeah, she's like, shh, don't talk. It's in the past. <laughs> and he, yeah, he is really, really hot until he talks and he realizes he's got that one gray tooth in the front. But that's okay. It's okay. What's you, better, a gray tooth in the front or braces? Mm, braces. Because at least oh, I know okay. I, there's there's progress oh, being made. Yeah. There's hope. Yeah, <laughs> there's hope. The yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. So um, he walks outside uh, to, to smoke and talk. And he she says, yeah, you know, like Shane leaves me alone for like 10 hours a day. And he goes, well, damn, girl, you think he's cheating on you or what? And she goes, you know, I had to go and talk to this lie detector guy. And the lie detector man said he showed strong deception when he's meeting with men. And John goes, hey, no man should have to take a lie detector test. I mean, they're married. Okay, that's crazy. Like, what are the, what, what's he doing? And he says, I told you a long time ago, Lacey, you made the wrong choice. And she says, yeah, I miss you. And you should just meet up with me sometime. And he says, uh, Julie doesn't want us talking. And, uh, you know, we got to keep the past in the past and we're going to uh, keep it civil. Now, he reminds us about Julie. And we get the flashback to her. And he says, Julie is his second chance of finding love. And cutting Lacey out of his life makes his life way more simple. Now, he says he's always done drugs and alcohol. And she always has pointed him in that direction because she's so hard to quit. Are mm. we to believe that she's also... On the drugs and alcohol, or she drives him so crazy that he's driven to drugs and alcohol. I think she drives him to her, um, her whole her boobs, her oh, lips, uh-huh. her her whole aura and her mm-hmm. voice and her hair well, and everything. Yeah. Like this is this goddess to him, and so yes. whenever she causes trouble because she's drama, he turns to the drugs and alcohol. He's conveniently blaming her for mm. his addiction issues but it does seem like perhaps she is as they say toxic to him and he should stick with julie i think yes i think so i think so julie's right julie's right there in the bed it's like what do you say a bird in the hand two in the bush i don't know that's probably <laughs> a bad it's probably a bad comparison of the situation uh so he tells her um listen I'm going to always be here for you. If there gets a real situation, a real problem, something gets physical, you know, I'll always be here for you. And then she throws herself on the bed in a fake anguished moment. And mm-hmm. is it, Lacey always seems to be in a shorty robe. Yeah. She, she seems to just really lounge around in a shorty silk robe all the time. Yeah. Well, also, where are the children? <laughs> like one, one never knows. There's four children. Four. Four children. And she has time to do that much makeup and have secret rendezvous phone calls. I don't mm-hmm. understand. Also, why does um, John Sean, Sean mm-hmm. have a boat, some sort of inflatable boat, sitting outside on the grass in what it doesn't appear to be his backyard? It seems to be like the front of an apartment complex or something because there's a street right there. There's no yeah. fence. So mm-hmm. it's just a boat sitting on the grass. Very confused. I didn't but understand. He has a boat. Yeah. I mean, Sean doesn't have a boat. No, so. no, I, I didn't. Uh, I didn't quite understand what that was either. I was like, "Is this like a kayak?" It's because it was small, right. but it mm-hmm. just seemed to be a boat, and it was just sitting in the ground. I was like, "And he's just walking around like." And there's like people or, could take it. There's no fence or anything. Yeah, I didn't understand what that was either. Maybe I, it's a neighbor's, and it's some sort of duplex. 
Yes, it did because he had to come down. So yeah, well, this these are we're not going to get any answers to that. No, we may never see him again. Although somebody did, you know, find him on Tinder and he was like had a picture of himself and was like looking to film for the next season of a reality show. Would you oh. Would you want to be like my fake girlfriend for the reality show? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, shocking. Yeah, I don't. I don't like when the veil is lifted. I I like to believe it's all real. Okay, on to Marcelino and Brittany. So Marcelino calls Brittany's dad, Grandpa Gil, and Gio, who is the sweetest baby angel on the planet, gets mm-hmm. on the phone. It was like, I miss you. Come see us. And Marcelina says, hey, uh, we'd love for you just like, you know, come and see us and spend time with us. And I'd really like to have like a romantic trip with my wife. And we're just so overwhelmed and everything. And Grandpa goes, oh, I'd love to come and help and everything. And he doesn't say like why. He just says like Brittany's really stressed out. And mm-hmm. so he tells Gio, it's a secret. And then they say love you and they hug. And they are the cutest. So cute. They are the cutest. So uh, they're sitting down on the couch and... Gio says, we have a secret. Bye. And like runs out of the room (laughs) and she laughs. and was like, you expected a six year old to like hold your secret. And he was like, oh man. So he tells her, you know what the secret is that he's asked Gil to come and visit. And she was like, oh my God, Marcelino. And then she goes, you know, I've disappointed my dad my whole life. And he was finally proud of me, you know, at the wedding. But now I'm just so upset with myself, you know, about what happened with Robert and the house and everything. And she says, And this is where I really felt her. She said, the last thing I need to do is chores to prepare my house for my father coming. Yeah. Which that part I felt. He was doing it to be nice, but you really got to put yourself in the wife's position. Mm. Is she going to want to have to deal with a house guest right now that she's trying to impress? Right. And a family member that you have to now be with 24 hours a day. No. And don't forget, they got to keep an eye on that pool 24 seven. Because there's no fence. Because there's no fence. Um. I want someone to explain that to us. Like, I understand that there's probably different laws everywhere and there's not enough space there really to put a fence around the pool, but one has to assume they must have in the pool one of those like floating alarms or something. Oh, mm-hmm. they have to, right? Well, the internet must be talking about this. We should definitely go on Twitter. We should definitely ask the Reddit. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, you know, cause people will send like CPS to people's houses on reality shows. We're not those people. No. No, we're not we those people. Not. So I think the best of them, and I assume they have a floating alarm. Um, yeah. Okay. So Brittany then goes to her mom's house and they try to make this into like, I found something out and I can't talk to Marcelina. So, you know, whatever, fakery. She goes to where her mom is living. I shouldn't say her mom's house to talk about this email that she got. So she lets us know that her mom is doing okay. She's a caretaker and a housekeeper for a friend of theirs who has a guest house in the back. So she lives in the guest house. She takes care of the dogs and the house for the friend, which I think is a, is a great gig. Yeah. And she looks good. She does look good. She does. And she says, you know, my mom never followed through with going to that rehab in Alaska, but she really is doing better for sure. But you know, I'm not dumb. Like I, I know anything could happen at any time, but for today, you know, we're glad she's doing better. So she sits down and she shows her mom an email from William, her father. Now, did you notice the whole time this scene, she's got her arm up and with a giant tattoo of William all the way down her forearm. Oh my gosh. 
the whole time she's talking with her arm up, like under her chin, like her, her chin is on her fist like that. William from elbow to wrist. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You guys, I do these things so you don't have to. So thank you. Yes. That's why I get paid the no bucks. Okay. So she's talking to her mom and her mom says, um, William was never there for you. He was physically abusive. He was mentally abusive. Like he was horrible. Like he left us. And Brittany says, but no, you took me from him. And she tells the camera, you know, I've only heard bad things about my dad growing up, but, but what if that, like, what if it wasn't that way? I mean, she's seen how her mom is. So maybe her mom twisted the story. Mm. I mean, sounds right. You know? Yeah. So mom says, you know, he took off for days at a time. He was always on drugs. He was mentally abusive, physically abusive, but mm-hmm, the choice is yours if you want to meet with him. But I don't want the grandkids to get involved because he's a horrible person, right? But so, wasn't she a horrible mom too? Yeah. And yeah. she's been given many chances. Yeah. She like left left Brittany at a hotel, like left, like got in the car and left town. And Brittany had to like live in a park and she was 12. Oh, Jesus. And then the grandmother, um, Brittany said, would try to like sell her to people on the street. Oh my God. As a great, yeah. So, and it's not, she's not, you know, mother of the year. So right. we, we'll, let's, let's see what William has to say. Mm-hmm. So mom says, no matter what you decide, I'll be here for you. Um, you know, I'll be here for you if you decide you want to meet with him. And Brittany says, I really want to talk to Gil about it. She says, Gil is her stepdad, but he raised her. She's only ever thought of him as her dad. And um, she wants to talk to him about it. And she's, you know, excited about it, but nervous at the same time. There's just so much um, family trauma that is handed down from Brittany's grandmother to her mother to her to the way Brittany, you know, had children and had to give them up for adoption because she was raped as a teenager. I mean, just so much family trauma that has gone down. That it's like, that's why I just love Brittany and Marcelino's story so much because they're really mm-hmm. trying to break the cycle. Yep, absolutely. They're, yeah. But doesn't it feel a little odd that this storyline is coming up when we're not resolved with the Robert situation? Uh, yeah. Like, couldn't they, they should have maybe saved this storyline for next season. Mm. Sorry, I had to have a sip of my tea. They just um, sort of dropped the Robert thing. It was like, oh, well, we lost all our money. We've got a bunch yeah. of mattresses in the car. Let's go. I mean, yeah. yeah. So maybe it's not coming back. And then this is the second part of the season is this. Maybe it's actually real. The dad did write her while she's in the middle of this other storyline. And instead of being like, dad, I'll talk to you next season uh-huh. in the middle of this other storyline. Uh-huh. They're just bringing it in. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's true. I mean, like the cops, like you can't do anything about it. You just yeah. have to let Robert squat there, I guess. Um, but again, like I said, they were the cleanest looking squatters you've ever seen. Yeah. The house is <laughs> immaculate. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's go on to the stars of the show. <laughs> Stan and Lisa. Now, I don't know how long it's been, but her extensions are, in fact, six really, inches long. Yeah, really growing. The roots, greasy mm-hmm. black, six inches mm-hmm. nastiness. Every it's, time she comes on the screen, I think about your uh, fixation on her. Why does terrible she get extensions. Them fixed? I don't understand. Does, I don't, I'd like does, to see what the hair, hair looks like under there. Like, take them out. Yeah. Does he think that it looks good or is it cataract situation? Because oh. <laughs> if he doesn't like looking at it, he would pay for it. I know he's cheap, but, like, if he's not turned on by that greasy mop and then those, like, things that are – you can see that they're tied on and they're yeah. just 
barely hanging on by a strand. Yeah. He could pay to have that fixed. I don't think he would pay for that. I think yeah. he wants her to wear the stupid, ugly uh, party city wigs. Yeah. yeah. Listen, when we met the the wig person that he went to, when we met her, we were like, this is a beautiful establishment. I looked it up online and it was all legit. But those wigs, they, they haven't aged well. No, aged. maybe no. he wasn't taking care of them properly. He did just have them in his backseat on heads in the backseat, which wasn't creepy yeah. at all. And now they're like stuffed in a duffel mm-hmm. and all tangled and stuff. That yeah. lady is watching the show. She's horrified at what happened to those wigs because she's attached to each one. She has like names for each one. Mm-hmm. And then she sends it off into the universe with a customer and she hopes it has a great future. And now she sees what has happened to those wigs. But instead it ends up with Stan. Yeah. So she, uh, Lisa shows Renata the wig and says, okay, I'm going to give you this wig. And now you're going to have to pretend to be this Jasmine Portella. And Lisa tells us, um, and again, you know, uh, Lisa invokes God only when she wants to. And she says, <laughs> she thinks God puts Stan in her path for a reason. And the and reason is, explain what, what is, what is the reason? The reason is she needs to teach him how to treat somebody. Right. Yeah. So she is sort of like a messenger of God who is supposed to do good deeds and help the, the sinners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She seems like the perfect person for that. I'm sure God did choose her for that purpose. He saw those extensions and she's, God was like, that's my girl. Yeah. I don't, um, I don't get it because I don't think what God does is put somebody in your path for you to take, to, to, so that you could take revenge on them and make their life miserable. (laughs) Um, I did see a funny tweet from Ryan Bailey the other day that said uh, regarding uh, Kanye in a Sunday service with Marilyn Manson and Justin Bieber. He said, you know, I don't even know if God likes worship music. I would imagine he likes, you know, like Jackson Brown or something else. I can't remember. <laughs> he, 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 he said something else. And I said, uh, I think you're wrong. I think God only likes Adele. That's it. <laughs> yes. Just Adele. That's it. Yeah. That's all he listens to just on a loop. Just those yeah. three albums. Yep. Why did I learn all those songs in Hebrew school? He doesn't no. even like them. He doesn't even like them. No. doesn't appreciate it. He's like, talk in English. What are you saying? Yeah, and I don't think it's great for Kanye, yay, now, yay's brand to be associated with Marilyn Manson. I don't think that's great. I don't think either of those brands are helping each other. Mm-mm. And neither of them are helping Biebs. Mm. Well, I don't know. You know, the Biebs is, he's hadn't been arrested in a long time. That's true. Yeah. So um, Renata is telling him, she's like, those wigs are horrendous. Like, I can understand it. Then we get what uh, can only be heard of uh, screams of women around the world when Stan goes out to his deck, takes off his clothes, and lays out in his Speedo or underwear, un- unclear, and his white socks. That, the fact that he didn't take off his socks to get a good tan is Stan. That's all you, that's his, that's Stan. That's all you need to know. Do you think in his mind, he's like, well, I already have like that sock tan from golf and stuff. And so I don't want to mess it up. Like my husband really prides himself when we go to the beach. He prides himself on his flip flop tan. (laughs) He really prides himself on that. I wonder if Stan feels that way with his white sock tan. Yeah, maybe. Good God. And the aerial shot from the deck. I'm just like, these producers, (laughs) these producers and what is shown later really hate him. They hate him. It's so good. And, and I like it. How do they keep a straight face when they're filming him and he takes off his pants and he's wearing those underwear socks. speedos? And he's and like, this socks. is perfect sunny weather. You just expected him to get out one of those old school, like George Hamilton, 
um, things the, the things that fold out that are like the silver, aluminum. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. The, the, yeah. Or you can put it on your dashboard or you can use it to reflect the sun towards your face. Yeah, he's putting on like baby oil. Mm-hmm. Bandis, I hope his neighbors can't see his deck. They seem pretty close. The houses seem pretty close. They're all like, they, they're they standing hearing, in. <laughs> they might be hearing basement action, sex dungeon stuff. I feel really, that house next door is never going to sell. No. And the thing is, is that the people that are his neighbors, somebody told them that he was on this show because they're probably like, I wonder why they have like a, a truck out there with cameras and stuff. That's interesting. So they asked some other neighbors who said, you know, the show he's on and they're all secretly watching it and just like running in their house for horror <laughs> when they see him. Yes. Because it's probably a bunch of like old retired people like, you know. Uh-huh. <sighs> all right. So. And they, they like his charcuterie boards that he sets up for dinner, but that's the only thing. And the stock, checking the stocks, but that's the only thing they can get behind. This um, episode should have been called um, World's Worst Charcuterie Boards. Is what, because <laughs> <laughs> we, we got two of them. So Lisa uh, tells Renata, she goes, yeah, it's crazy. Like, he really thinks he's Brad Pitt. Like, who takes a photo of himself jumping on a trampoline in a thong? Like, hey, look at me. I was like, back up i'm gonna need to see that photo (laughs) i'm not gonna need to see that photo jumping on a trampoline in a thong stan what i'm so disturbed i don't even know i mean the pictures we've seen of him Mm. the the flopping around and i'm not just talking about his hair Mm. that would happen Mm. in that situation i don't need to see it Mm. so then if we take a left turn and renata says so do you miss being with women (laughs) And she goes, yeah, kind of. You know, I haven't been with any women since I've been with Stan, but I'm probably going to go and look for tricks. Now, I thought tricks meant somebody you were tricking. But does she mean she's looking for a girlfriend or she's just looking for sex? I think she's just looking for a hookup. Okay. Like tricks are for kids. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that just, maybe that word tricks means lots of different things to lots of or different people. Or is she, people. yeah, looking for a rich sugar mama? True. Because Stan is a trick. Right. Would if if Stan is absolutely a trick. I'm trying to think if a hot, older, rich lesbian woman would be attracted to Lisa and those extensions. Not those extensions. And but those teeth. Because she is very pretty. She just needs uh, an implant in the back on the teeth. But she is very pretty. She is pretty. Yeah. And she so, seems fun. She has a fun personality. Oh sure. She's a, she's a she's a ball of laughs. <laughs> So, um, so Renata, By the way, I love that Renata is like, no, I will not pretend to be Jasmine in this scheme, but if you get me a better wig, then I'll consider it. Like right. the wig is the deal breaker in yeah. doing this catfishing situation where she would have to seduce Stan and almost have sex with him and then have Lisa barge in, but she's not down for that plan because of the wigs. Right. Why didn't she just keep her pink hair and then she could tell him right before they meet up, don't be surprised when you see me, I dyed my hair pink. Right. You know? Just because like, he doesn't like that short hair. So she wants to turn him on. And so she needs that long fake hair. He wants a Barbie doll, like with the fake plastic hair. Yes, I think you're exactly right. I think you're exactly right. Now, there's been lots of talk up to this point about Renata getting these new fake boobs. But I, I, I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true. I, I really don't because not because we're not seeing them because I, do what you want, Renata, go for it, girl. But she's in a very like Mima bathing suit. 
Mm. Or, or in other words, like a bathing suit I would wear. Yeah. You know, like it definitely came from Land's End. Yeah. And <laughs> which no shame. They have some great mamma swimsuits. Um, but you know what I mean? She's, so I, I don't know. I feel like that's not true. Or maybe when Lisa was saying that she was talking to a different person. Oh, right. Yeah. Because she said, I want to see the boobs that the new got, ones, like they yeah. were already on her body. Brand new boobs that this yeah. other person got. Yeah. Yeah. It must have been somebody else. She must have another friend. Mm, another, friend. Tr- another trick, as they say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Renata is talking about Stan and she's like, I, I, you know, I don't know about Stan. Like, I don't want to do this tricking with him because, you know, who knows what he could do, what he, what he could be capable of. Like, he probably wants to get her locked up so no one can have her. All right. This is where we go to the thing you were talking about where Stan talks about his day because he's a creature of habit. Um, he says, uh, in the morning, he likes to go to the gym and we see him doing his, um, TRX and he likes to <laughs> With go to his the- old man friend, not the one that I love, but the other one. Yeah. The one friend's name is like, um, oh God, it, it'll come to me by the time we're done with this, but his name is like Sparky or, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, the other guy's name, I can't remember. He's just, he's just an ancillary character. So he likes to go to the gym and then he likes to come home. And watch the stock market. And by then it's dinner time. I was like, wait. How is that? <laughs> that was quick. Actually, that's what my dad does. So yeah. I can't even say that that's uh, not true. That's to- super factual. My dad gets up, reads a paper, has breakfast, goes to his office, putters around where people are like, when's he leaving? And then <laughs> he comes home and takes a nap. Yeah. After nap time is boat time if the weather's nice. Oh, then nice. Then it's dinner time and it's time to go to bed. Yeah. What a great life. Mm-hmm. Not bad. You might play golf. You might play golf. Oh, wow. Um, he's way more active than my dad. I don't think he studies the stock market. Um, okay. So he says, and then it's dinner time. And he's like, oh boy, I got this grapes here. I got two grapes. I got my uh, <laughs> one piece of cheese. I got my tiny, tiny charcuterie tray. Oh, yeah. So sad. But he is trim. So uh-huh. yeah. maybe it's working. It works. He's already told us that he enjoys a $4 bottle of wine. So that's probably what's given him the night terrors. I'm going to be honest. He oh says, <laughs> I knew. he said he, uh, when he falls asleep, you know, he gets the night terrors. He's, uh, I didn't need to know that. That really freaked me out. He's already, he's already said the reason they sleep in different rooms is because of his night terrors. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Nightmares freak me out and him getting them and like sitting up in bed and his hair is all flopped over to the side. <laughs> yeah, it just freaks me out. His teeth uh, are all jagged. I'm like terrified. He is my night terror. Like I will have night terrors <laughs> of Stan's charcuterie board. And uh, the socks. Yeah, every time you see him by the window, that's when I'm like, Stan's about to settle down for his night terror. <laughs> oh my God. So, all right. So he picks up Lisa at the hotel, which I found to be very strange since he was all like annoyed and she wouldn't say where she was going, but I guess she decided to call him and alert him because she needed a ride. 
And um, he gets in the car and he's trying to like squeeze and hug her. He's like, oh, there's Lisa. Hi- oh, baby. And she's like, ugh, quit touching me. You got my earring. Ugh, gross. So she says that she and Renata got into an argument uh, because Renata did not want to help with the Jasmine catfish scam. I did not see that coming. I, I didn't thought either. they were going to boom, boom. And instead they boom, had boom, a, fought. They had a fight. Yeah. Yeah. Once the cameras went down, she's like, I'm dead serious about this. You're going to help me. And she's like, I thought you were kidding for the cameras. And no, I'm not. I'm going to pack up my lens and swimsuits and go. <laughs> Good for her. So my Superman neck tattoo. And I'm out of here. Uh-huh. She's uh yeah, she's all filled up in the chest area with some graffiti tattoos and everything. Yep. Yeah. She had nowhere to go but up on those tats. <laughs> so um she said so San says, Yeah, I don't know what to think about last night. Like I don't know where she was or who she was with, but absence does make the heart wander. <laughs> that was this great stanism. That was a yeah. great stanism, better than Alpha and Romero. <laughs> um Alpha and Romeo is what he said. Yeah, alpha God Romero. is the Alpha. And the Romeo, Romeo instead of yeah. the Alpha and the Omega. Yeah. So they go to a rock climbing gym, which just seems like he just picked her up from a hotel and was like, we're going to a rock. Like, how did he know she had the right clothes on? Like, Right, yeah. Yeah, again, continuity. And um, he says, you know, I really like to move around and stay active. I don't want to sit around and get fat. I was like, how dare you? I feel personally offended by, <laughs> I know. by that stand. So he starts to, he's like, oh, we're going to, we're going to come here for your, for your fitness, for you to be athletic. And she's like, okay, for me being athletic. Okay, fine. So they walk in. He starts to do, go up the rock climb. He's like, I'm going to go first. Right. So he starts to go up this indoor rock climbing wall and he's going up. He can't really do it. He can't really get very far. He's like, oh, my arms are giving out. Oh, I had too much of a workout this morning with Biffy at the gym. <laughs> Biffy. He, whatever that guy's name is. And he can't really do it. Okay, so he gets he gets stuck like four feet in the air. Like he's totally trying to show off too. Yeah, and then can't do it. He could have jumped down from there. Like he wasn't very high. (laughs) It's not high, no. And they got the two guys like holding the ropes, and um, she goes all the way up. She's just like a little spider monkey. She goes up and down, and he goes, "Oh, oh, your booty looks good, baby. Your booty looks good. You should do this more often so you could keep it that way." It's like so rude. How you stand? Dare you look at her and look at you? What place do you have to be saying anything to her? Look at her body and and look at yours. They keep cutting to the guys that are holding the ropes. They're like the one hundred dollar Amazon gift card they gave for the two of us to split is not (laughs) worth this. We're not getting tips. We had to open on a Sunday. Who are these people? Uh, what's wrong with that girl's hair? Like, yeah, can't what's wrong out. with his hair? What's wrong with his hair? <laughs> so uh, I said, you know, excuse me, sir, you're hanging midair because you can't climb. Don't talk about her <laughs> no. booty. So she stops on the way down to have a chat with him. Now, these are the best shots of the entire season. <laughs> yes. He she knew. Like, I don't know if the producers had her do it or she knew this would be great television if I have my confrontation with him whilst mid-hanging <laughs> from rock climbing. Yeah, and his hair is all PC because he's sweaty. Yep. So it's like PC, like a there's like an eel going across his forehead. Uh huh. One piece. Yes, it definitely looked like it got divided. You know, in the middle, like when like you cut a pizza or a cake, it looks like it got totally divided. And he's yeah. like, he's he's in that harness, so he's hanging right. So there's no effort being made from him because those people are holding him. But he's like but leaning. That's not comfortable for a guy, I don't think, to be in that harness for that long. It just 
hanging there having a discussion a discuss our relationship talk while hanging in and you know he's wearing the speedo underneath Mm -hmm, of course it's Mm -hmm. not comfortable um dare i say stan probably likes it oh that's Um, a great point you're mm -hmm. right no you're totally right He's yeah. leaning way back on that wall. I was like, that's not what you're supposed to do when you're rocking. You don't like take take a break and lean on the wall. <laughs> so she's talking to him and he looks like a hot mess. And she goes, so uh, what, what'd you do when I was gone? You been talking to anybody else? And uh, she goes, he goes, nope, uh-uh, nope, 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 nope. And she goes, you didn't. And he goes, well, you did leave me and go to the hotel with your friends. So yeah, I went to dinner with Tina. She's a gal. She's a gal that I know. Just a gal around the way, Tina. And uh, she goes, so I left for one night and you went to dinner with an ex. And um, he goes, well, you know, here's the thing. I need better communication from you. I need to know where you're going, who you're going with, what you're doing. I need to know. And she goes, wait, 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 wait. What are you talking about? It's a free country. I can leave whenever I want. And he's like, what? He starts to talk. And she goes, now you quit talking. It's time for you to listen. She says, it's time for you to listen. Are you talking to other women? So really, he doesn't need to listen because he has to answer. And so she says, is it only Tina? And he goes, yeah, it's just Tina. She's just a gal, just a gal that I know. (laughs) And uh, she says, you're a liar. You know about Jasmine Portella? And then that's when they did the shot of him when his hair is like (laughs) completely, you can't see this because this is not video, but he's got like all, if I took all my bangs and just put them over to the other side. Yeah, to the other side. Yeah. God, it was funny. I was like, these producers hate him him. it's like this strange flock of seagulls reverse haircut also yes these poor dudes are still holding these people (laughs) up how long having a discuss the relationship talk they're like my hands are getting tired i love that she was like this is a good stopping spot yeah um stan are you comfortable you comfortable stan because she's like i can go back up and down six times you couldn't even get up like three little, by the way, rock climbing is hard. Uh, you know, no shade to people that can't do it because I can't do it. I can't do it. Um, my I, brother does it. Women I are supposed to be better. Did you know that? Oh, well, my brother's girlfriend can do it, but she does like silks and aerial stuff. She's crazy. She that's can like pull-ups. She can do like a bunch of pull-ups. That's like producer Ingrid, by the way, you know, does those silks and hangs by her feet and then hangs another person like off her arm while she's hanging by her feet. I'm like, this doesn't look safe. Mm-mm. Um, um, who gets who goes to a rock climbing place and is like, I will dictate when I stop on this rock and these servants below me will hold the ropes. They are supposed to be like the coaches, right? They're like, go up. OK, come down now. We're in charge. We are holding the rope. Yeah. But Lisa's like, nope, I'm in charge. I set the scene. Yeah. And this is a perfect tableau. Me confronting him. <laughs> so they are, th- those guys are, so they have the harnesses around them and they're the anchor, right? So they pull the ropes to get the people up and down. The people are supposed to be doing it on their own strength and they're just there in case somebody slips to catch what them. What if one of them has to go to the bathroom and they're well, fighting about Tina and Jasmine? Well, I think they're professionals and they would, but, but the fact that Stan was just free fall hanging there, he didn't have his feet on anything. At least she was like, had her feet on most of the time, right? So whoever was holding Stan was the loser in this situation. Mm-hmm. As he, usual. Well, yeah. yes. Um, so then we get next Friday on Life After Lockup. Shane and Lacey try to get a grip on their issues, but it's a truth bomb that could be too hot to handle. Um, it seems like they're in therapy session in someone's home sitting up against a staircase. It was very yeah. strange and 
the person who I guess is the therapist says, you're very intense when you're angry and it's kind of freaky. Is that a therapy professional? Is that a therapy word? Freaky? <laughs> freaky? He says, who me? And then Lacey cries and goes, oh my God, I've also disappointed her. But so. I thought she was going to admit she was talking to what's his face. No, never. Like secret that's, no, that's not coming out. No, she never does that. She never admits anything about Hot John. Never. So then Tia is rushing Nicole down the aisle, but you won't believe why. And then we see Nicole, which <laughs> could be at a wedding dress shop crying and people are going, calm down, girl, don't cry. Why? What would be the reason? Is Tia pregnant? Like, what's the reason? <laughs> I thought the same thing. Who's pregnant? Why are they rushing down the aisle? And how would that have happened? to do with the stacks on stacks on stacks of cash that we saw earlier in the season. Mm. And like yeah. Drug deal or the house that she owns that she likes to show off. Uh-huh. I don't know. Does it have to do with Deontay? Does it? What oh, oh, maybe Tia wants to go ahead and rush her to get married because she thinks Deontay is going to come back in with another Michael Kors watch and that's going to lure yeah. her away. Is it going to be like um, The Graduate and Deontay's going to just go, I object? Well, all we know is that in the scenes that we've seen, he is wearing a red velvet smoking jacket that he borrowed from Stan. So, so he is invited to the wedding. Or he he finds out about it and Tia didn't want him to. And he's going he's going to go with his, up. God, what was his best friend's name? Was his best friend's name Derek? Derek. Guy, yeah. That was like the hero. Yeah. I was like, are you stupid? How <laughs> stupid are you? We love that guy. We're like, can we get him on every season of the show with every person? I think Deontay's going to show up in front of everyone in the church and the priest and everybody and be like, okay, Nicole, I'll do the threesome. I'll do it. I don't want to lose you. And Tia will be like, you know, I don't like guys. Get away from me. Get away from me. And everyone in the church is clutching their pearls. Um, one of our monkeys, his name is RJ, and he sent us a picture that he has the exact same shirt that Tia wore. Um, it was it was that plaid shirt. It was like a blue and blue and uh, yeah. green, like small check plaid. I was like, yeah. I think my husband has that shirt. RJ was like literally like posted a picture of his um, dry cleaning bag. I was like, I've got the same shirt. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. You know, look, she put in an effort. She looked cute. She did a proposal on a dock. She took the rose petals off the roses. Yeah. I mean, that's better than mouth holding. And they got people in a boat clapping. Cute. Who saw it. Cute. Maybe thought that it was Bieber proposing to. <laughs> they thought, oh my God, you guys, we just saw Justin Bieber proposing. I know. I thought he was already married. He's proposing oh, now. That's hilarious. What's he doing in town? I have no idea why he's here. Why oh, is he at this it, you guys. diner by the highway? We don't know. Yeah. We don't know. Do you know they probably filmed that scene like almost the same day because Deontay seemed to be like doing his welding work there at a place that when she drove up and he was welding like the next day, I was like, that yeah. looks like the exact same place Yeah, <laughs> they had the proposal. She did look tons better though that next day. So I don't know. I'm just saying I think they shoot the whole thing in like three days. I mean, we know yeah. they've shot Hot John yeah. only driving around in his car. Yeah. And that one talking head. We haven't yeah. seen him since his um, makeover that he did to himself with his long hair and his. Let's call it a make under. Make under. <laughs> Let's be real. Oh, Kimberly, you're so funny. Um, all right. Well, thank you again for joining us. We are at the end of our Life After Lockup serial killer slash liar 
Yeah. I, I just want to say a serial killer. I can't I can't say anything else. It's hard. A serial killer of hearts. There you go, girl. There yeah. you go. God. Thank you very much. And of course, everybody should listen to A Date with Dateline on Wednesday. You're going to talk about the episode that was on Friday where there was, in fact, a murder within a family. Yes. Mm-hmm. There was a... As um, per usual. As per yeah. usual. And um, did you know that uh, the first thing I thought when they were showing the the person that was the murderer, I was thinking, what what did that person do with the items that were stolen from the house and the cell phone that would have this you know cell phone data? I was thinking, isn't there like a body of water? Didn't we see that before? I bet that's where they're going to find it. And boom, they're the Smart did. cookie. Good for you. When I was watching the very end of Squid Game with my son, I was yeah. saying I was saying out loud like what's going to happen. I was like, "Good oh, for you." How do you know that? How do you know? I was like, "John, come on now. <laughs> you can tell what's going to happen here. Like this yeah. is going to happen, that's going to happen." And then they were and then something happened and I go, "Well, that's what they're doing that because there'll be a season 2." He's like, oh, "Yeah. You're right." I was like, "I've been around." Except he really should have gotten on that plane. His poor mm-hmm. daughter. Get on the plane. I know. And and you why can are, avenge people after, but go see her first. Go see her first. And also the haircut was an unfortunate yeah. choice. Oh my God. The red. I'm so traumatized. That was because he you was cute. Get together with Renata. He was cute before that, but the hair. Guys, yeah. if you didn't watch Squid Game, that's what we're talking about. We're not going to ruin it. Um, but it, uh, I'll just, you want to talk about a trigger warning. Oh, just yeah. every, everything you've ever thought in your life is a trigger warning for that show. Yeah, yeah, especially if you don't like people just being murdered, just right and left. Yeah, just boom, 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 boom for sport. Yeah, Yeah. if you don't like that, it's not the show for you. By the way, I don't like that, and um, I watched it just because I didn't want to feel left out because everybody else was watching it. (laughs) Yeah, it was mostly a peer pressure show. Yeah, for sure. Yes, totally. I'm glad to know you watched it, so I'll have somebody to talk to. Because I talked to my son, and he's like, "You're not getting it." I'm like, "No, you're not getting it. You're you're 16." Oh, thank you very much. And you guys, um, later this week, we're going to have um, Katie is going to be with me to talk about uh, Katie of A Date with Dateline is going to be with me to talk about 90 Day. We're going to have Ryan Bailey is going to be talking about Bravo. And yeah. And then also Katie is coming on our Patreon to talk about her job as a stylist. Excellent. We have questions. Yes. We have questions. I love it. And then I'm going to just hold things up in the camera and be like, do you think this is fake or real? Can you tell? And then I'm, <laughs> I'm going to pull it away real quick. And then she could tell me what her, what her thought is. Yeah. It's so funny it. when you talk to Katie, just behind her is all these clothes. Oh yeah. 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 That's, like, she's interesting. She's interesting. She's obsessed. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I wish I, I don't know why we're friends. <laughs> I think, uh, I just love the fact that when I first met you guys on pain in the pod, when I interviewed you guys and you said the reason you guys started the podcast was Katie loved to hear you tell stories or for you to tell her stories yeah. about movies and things she hadn't seen. Yeah. That's and, true. And that's when they're like, we should, this should be a podcast. You just tell yeah. me things I that I don't know. A lifetime movie starring Yasmin Bleeth to her on a ride back from Vegas, like mm-hmm. 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And she, and our friend Stephanie was like asleep in the back seat, And then she kept waking up and she'd be like, you guys are still talking about the <laughs> Yasmin Bleeth movie. What was the name of it? Do you remember? It's called um, Road Rage. And we <sighs> recently covered it for one of our Patreon live streams as <sighs> like a, for our fourth year anniversary. I think I did a review yeah. of it and we showed some of it. Yeah. Yasmin Bleeth at her finest. 
Okay. Well, she is a very attractive lady. Yeah. I mean, she was. I assume she still is. Well, she did have some issues for her nose because of her cocaine, but um, uh-huh, uh-huh. but she looks great. Uh, well, her nose was very tiny. Yeah. So she, she burned a hole through her nose like Stevie Nicks style? Yes. She did. I'm sorry yeah. to hear that. I'm glad to hear she's better. She is. I think she is. Yeah. I think that's pretty hard to do. Yeah. Look at Jax Taylor. I mean, allegedly. Okay. Um, okay. Thank you very much. And I will be talking to you next week about life after lockup guys and uh, don't forget follow us on the gram at pink shade pod on twitter at pink shade pod as always uh on tiktok pink shade podcast keep your expectations low there's only a few things there but you know we're old we're trying to get into it and um follow katie and kimberly on um at date dateline on instagram and be sure and to listen a date with bake which is our second <gasps> podcast about great british bake-off which yes, we are guys. currently in a season of a date with the bake and you could do you guys do a date with the bake like regular that's not patreon right yes okay okay awesome you guys working hard guys all right Have thank you time. and i'll talk to you next week thank you Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.